Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast. On the Athletic Network, it's Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. I am J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. To my left, the bearded one, Matapsha hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button and subscribe. All you podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. And if you're a baseball fan... Go check out the season finale of No Bunts, which I just got done recording with my guy Joel in Taiwan. A lot of talk about Shohei Otani in free agency. TK, call your shot. Where's he going? I'm feeling like Atlanta. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, it'd be a major upset. I think he was uh, like 10th on the odds yeah. uh, coming to Atlanta. Uh, looks good in the Dodgers Photoshop uniform, cool. though. Uh, I imagine he stays on the West Coast. Yeah, that's I'll what a lot that. of people think. Yeah, Seattle, San Francisco, maybe the Dodgers. Uh, we will see. But go check out No Bunts. I had a blast uh, filling in for our guy Tassie, who, by the way, is doing a lot, lot better. A lot of you always asking. We appreciate it. Um, he's just getting better every, every day. So, uh, yeah, No Bunts is now done. One less podcast <laughs> off my to-do list. Uh, but we have Survivor. That's tonight. And we'll have no buffs tomorrow here from the Classic Factory. Double boot tonight. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Chunky. Holy (laughs) Chunky schedule. Chunky survivor. Oh, baby. How are they going to fit it in to that (laughs) 90-minute episode? Might have to go to two hours tonight, guys. Uh, All right. That's no buffs. That's tomorrow. Hey, no games on last night. No problem. We can do anything here at No Dunks. We got lots to talk about. So let's start with some Is This News. Is this news the segment here on No Dunks where I give you some NBA headlines and we debate whether or not they're newsworthy? I'm going to take two headlines here to start and go back to back, all right? NBA.com, San Francisco Bay Area to host NBA All-Star 2025. That's official. And then, right off of that, from ESPN, Adam Silver, I'll take responsibility for all-star game lacking effort. Mm -hmm. Okay, so San Fran getting 2025 all-star weekend, and then Silver uh, saying he's going to take some responsibility here for what's been going on with these lackluster all-star games. Is this news? Yeah, that's news. We know where we're going in 2025. (laughs) We're going to the Bay, Bay, Bay. Should be good. Yeah. Haven't been to the arena yet. You know, spent a lot of time in San Francisco for... NBA-related events over the past decade with the Warriors going to the finals time and time again. 
fun city, big city, going to be very crowded for All-Star Weekend, a high-density city. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited uh, to see the new arena. And, you know, I guess at that point, Steph Curry will be getting even closer uh, to the end of his career there in the Bay. So a nice way to, you know, I mean, not saying he's going to retire after 2025, but it's cool for him to get to host an all-star game as one of the faces of the league. Yeah, and then this second headline, I think, is one where we can really unpack here. So Silver said Monday, he will take responsibility for the lack of intensity apparent in recent NBA all-star games. A realization he came to after speaking with Chris Paul, okay, because Chris Paul recently pointed out to Silver that all of the pregame and halftime distractions, the hoopla, of the All-Star game are interfering with the players' normal game day routines. So Silver is uh, taking some of the responsibility, taking some of the blame, saying, mm, we're sending mixed signals, right? We want these guys to treat this like a real game, uh, you know, and have some intensity, not finals intensity, but some real game intensity. But then we have all this other stuff going on and it's mixed messaging. Um, what do you think about this? It, do you think this is fair? Do you think this is silly? Who is to really blame for these shitty all-star games? <laughs> well, my advice to Adam Silver would be, you're not a piece of space age titanium, so don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> this is not Adam Silver's fault. This is an excuse uh, from the players. When I think back to the most distracting halftime at any All-Star game ever, it's Mariah Carey at the 2003 All-Star game, which was Michael Jordan's final All-Star game, which was a classic. It went to double overtime, Skeets. Right. I mean, this was a big-time game, one of the best of all time, and had a monster celebration <laughs> at halftime and before the game. You go back to recent memory... The best All-Star game we've had in the past couple of years, definitely 2020 in Chicago. That was when Common was doing his rhyming introductions. Yeah, right. Chance the Rapper performed at halftime. Uh, The thing I took away from this, uh, there's a quote from Chris Mullen at the end of uh, Mark Spears' story there where he says, Mullen said the key for those All-Star games being competitive in the 90s was having two NBA superstars in Magic Johnson and Larry Bird taking the charge. The top guys have to set the standard like it's Bird and Magic, Mullen told Anscape. That's it. That's all it comes down to. Yep. Do the top guys that are playing out there care to give us a good game? If they do, we'll get a good game. They cared in 2020. It was just after Kobe Bryant had passed away. That was a guy who took All-Star games seriously. They did the Kobe-inspired Elam ending for that game. And players gave it their all out there. So I think if there is a commitment from everybody to make this a success, it will be a success. It doesn't come down to are they taking longer for introductions? Do they have a halftime act that's exciting to watch? That stuff does not matter. It matters if you care to put on a good game. So you don't think uh, if back in the 90s, I don't know, Fresh Prince and uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff were giving us a 20-minute set at halftime, that that would have changed how Magic and Larry looked at the game and it would have affected their intensity? No? I don't think so. I, I think, think there's, right. there's been performances for a long time, and there used to be good All-Star games. Yeah. I, I guess on one hand, I get the idea of, like, we can scale back a little bit. We don't have to pretend this is the Super Bowl. You know, it's it doesn't need to be that nuts. But sure, you are still trying to sell the game and get people tuning in. And sometimes that takes a musical artist or something fun at at halftime celebrating a legend or something like that, in in the case of MJ with uh, Mariah Carey. But yeah, this is an insane excuse. Um, And like this idea, like, hey, we're just looking for a basketball game. So now we're going, you know, get rid of the Elam ending and, uh, you know, get rid of the draft. Like, let's just play basketball. Okay, just play hard. (laughs) I I really don't think it has to do 
you know, with their schedule being all out of whack for them to go, you know, a little competitive in the final six minutes of an all-star game. I don't think it had to do with a longer build up to the start of the game or a longer halftime. This that's this is weird. We're out of our routines. <laughs> come on. Come on. But yeah. hey, hey, okay, well then then there's no excuse then this year, it sounds like. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but it sounds like it's going to be a little more normal, like yeah. a real basketball game. Uh, so they should play hard. They should play hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, we're not even asking for 12 minutes. No, that's of the nuts effort part. in the fourth quarter. Like you're saying, we need about six minutes. Like, keep it close. Don't get blown out either side through three quarters so that we have a chance at yes. something exciting possibly happening at the end of the game. I also think that, like, I can't imagine people are tuning in for the halftime acts. So from one perspective, I'm like, nobody's tuning in to see Chance the Rapper. Oh, Chance the Rapper's performing at halftime of the All-Star game? That's not a draw, so makes some sense here. Um, I also love that anytime there is something that's not going well for the NBA... They just send Joe Dumars out there. (laughs) He's like the dad of the NBA. They're like, you got to have an 82-game mindset. All that resting, that doesn't actually work. I did the math on it. Uh, You got to do your best out there. You don't have to... You don't have to play hard all the time, but you got to give some effort. My dad used to give me more money on my report card for our efforts. You know, you would get a grade, oh, yeah, an A yeah. through F grade, but then you would also get an effort from your teacher. I got paid much more for the efforts. Okay. And that's what it sounds like we're getting here from Joe Dad Dumars. This really does uh, sum up how much of a player's commissioner Adam Silver is. Yeah. When he's going to this extent saying, you know what? This is my fault. <laughs> I'm to blame for this. You know, Chris Paul and the guys are saying, oh, their schedule's crazy, man, when it comes to the All-Star game. Ah, I overdid it. I thought everybody wanted to see Chance the Rapper, you know. Um, <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, it, uh, you're going too far, in my opinion, but let's just, I guess, this is a classic wait and see here. In Indianapolis in 2024, come February, you know, okay. It's back to basketball. It's back to basketball. So let's see if we get a good game. I got a couple of questions for you, Skeets. Sure. One I'm seeing here from Chandler in the stream team who says, Taylor Swift for halftime? I think if Taylor Swift said, I want to perform at halftime of the All-Star game, the NBA would be like, actually, we are going to do all that stuff. <laughs> yes. We're going to have a very long halftime because people would absolutely tune in, tune for, in for that. that. Yep, good and point. number two, Skeets, I got to connect five for you. Okay. Here are your five players to connect. All right. Ricky Davis. Steve Francis, Larry Hughes, Tracy McGrady, Jerry Stackhouse. Uh, oh, I think I know. I believe these are all dunk contestants in the 2000 dunk contest in Oakland, the one that Vince Carter obviously put a show on. That's exactly right. <clears throat> the 25-year anniversary of the 2000 dunk contest will be the 2025 All-Star Games hosted by the Warriors once upon a time. So I'm saying we got two years to get the dunk contest <laughs> completely back, back to complete success mode. Okay. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, just bring Vince Carter back. Have him dunk. Yeah, sure. How old will he be at the point? I mean, yeah, at least let 40s. him be a judge. He's got to be a judge for yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I love it. All right, next headline here uh, from Dave McMenamin at ESPN. LeBron James' lack of free throws prompts Lakers to contact NBA. Is this news? This ain't news. Why? This is not news at all because <laughs> this happens all the time in general and specifically with the Lakers. The 2020 bubble, the Lakers sent clips about LeBron getting fouled too much. 2021, the Lakers sent clips about Anthony Davis getting fouled too much. Last year, 
we had the league apologizing for sleepless nights, that they were going to have sleepless nights after the LeBron uh, went to the hole and didn't get a foul call against the Celtics. Remember, that was like oh, Patrick yeah. Beverly bringing out the camera, taking pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. The league apologized for that. Yeah. Even in the playoffs last year, the Los Angeles Lakers were irritated that the Golden State Warriors did this exact same thing to them. And Steph Curry wasn't getting fouled enough uh, in their series uh, against the Lakers. It happened so often. I found this from Sam Amick um, writing about the Lakers and the Warriors during last playoffs. Sam writes, in terms of the process, teams have a team inquiry website where they can indicate which plays they wish to be reviewed after each game. That information is shared with their opponent, as is any email, text, or phone call in which a dispute of any specific call is communicated. They literally have a tip line for this. Yeah. So yeah. it happens all the time. Every team does it. Yeah, they get their staff to put together the clips yeah. or upload them, and then everybody has to review it at the NBA. I think what's interesting is, like, so when does it come public? <laughs> Why does it come public? Why is Dave McMenamin on this? You yes. know, does LeBron give him a little nudge saying, hey, we're, you know, we're sending in the clips. Didn't like how I was officiated against the Heat. Let the world know, Dave, that LeBron <laughs> is pissed and frustrated. Because, yeah, it was that specific game. I mean, there is one play where LeBron gets popped in the face. By Absolutely. Thomas Bryant. I think yeah. it's late in the third quarter. You can fire up the clip. Um, you know, funny enough, I think the ball bounces back to D'Angelo Russell and the Lakers actually score <laughs> on the possession. But yeah, LeBron is like, I got hit in the face. There's another one, though. I think it's in the second quarter uh, where Duncan Robinson, you know, there's some contact sort of in transition. I think LeBron thinks he got sort of pushed from behind or bumped. Um, but there was no call, yep. you know, from the official. So he's just tired of this. Hey, he's very difficult to officiate. You know, his whole thing is like, I never flop. I'm never trying to embellish. I actually do believe that. I don't think you see him a lot of times. Like he's trying to play through the physical contact. He drives a lot. And that's the thing. They're like, hey, look at the numbers. This guy drives a ton. And then the free throw attempts don't seem to make sense. Though there are other players in the league who drive just as much or more and also don't get to the line. I get why, but this is why all the teams are doing this. Everybody feels like they're being slighted and getting the short end of the whistle. Yeah, and if you saw the press conferences or heard the quotes from Darvin Ham, from LeBron after the game against the Heat, they basically said all of this same stuff that is now coming out uh, via protest with the league and the Thomas Bryant foul. I mean, you're right, the Duncan Robinson looked like a foul too, but the Thomas Bryant one is pretty egregious. Sure. That one is bad. Uh, But the stats back it up. You mentioned yesterday on the show, LeBron... Owns the restricted area right now. Dave McMenamin has the stats. 34 players so far this season have 70 or more drives. LeBron is eighth lowest in foul rate. Like, he isn't drawing a ton of fouls when he goes to the hoop. He's always been very, very hard to officiate. And I do feel like we've had a rough and tumble start to the season, Skeets. It Mm. feels like they're letting a little bit more contact go, which is cool to watch. Um, But we've talked a lot already this season about how dedicated LeBron has been to getting inside and getting to the hoop and he's not taking a ton of foul shots so I see their beef yeah but he's also like hey if I'm going to keep doing this I'm going to keep driving you got to put me to the free throw line right. a couple times so yeah. he's upset there yeah eighth lowest rate among those players like you said to record a decent amount of drive so there are other guys <laughs> there are seven other guys in fact who have just as equal of gripe maybe and and you know what you see that stat you actually got to go look at the drives you got to see like well, how much contact is there? Are these some of these wide-open dunks, I assume? So there is that as well. But uh, this is nothing new. I'm with you. This was not newsworthy. This wasn't news. I fooled you. I got it in there. It looks like news. It's a lower third that on your screen. Like news to you me. Um, but we'll see. I mean, after any sort of public protest like this from, a, from a, obviously, a, a superstar and a, and a big-name team, watch that next game. 
How are the whistles called in the Lakers game? Uh, do they play tonight? They play against um, the Houston Rockets tonight. Okay. Ten plus trips on the docket. Whoa. Okay, you're gonna hit the over, are you? <laughs> yes. Well, I don't. I doubt Houston can guard him uh, all that well. Right. Maybe he'll get stuck by uh, either Jabari Smith Jr. or Amen Thompson. Young guys, they'll get called for a lot of fouls. Sorry. Yeah. Welcome to the NBA. Okay. Uh, next one here. We'll go to Blazer's Edge for the headline. Unfortunate headline. Robert Williams III to undergo knee surgery. Is this news? Yeah, this is news, but it's bummer news for Robert Williams specifically. And I mean, the Blazers as well. I don't know how long of a tenure that Robert Williams was going to have in Portland, but this guy fought through a left knee injury in the 2022 regular season, came back early to help the Celtics go to the finals, came back in the finals, played through it, had to have another surgery in his left knee that summer, played 35 games last season, just six this year, and now he's dealing with a right knee injury. So that just sucks. I mean, the guy's only 26 years old. He signed through the 25-26 season, which is good. I do feel like every time that he's had surgery so far, he comes back and somehow looks just as explosive as before. So (laughs) it ain't over till it's over. Um, I guess we also haven't heard what kind of surgery he's going to have. He right. could have one version of the surgery that keeps him out for the rest of the season. He could have a cleanup that lets him get back sooner. I personally think he should sit the whole season just so he can be healthy for next season. Yeah, he's going to miss an extended period of time. That's where we're at right now as they uh, weigh the decisions with what surgery. Um, did you see how he injured his knee? By the way, did you see the clip? I tried to track it down. Was it just hitting knees? It was, I mean, I couldn't even see knee contact. Maybe there was. Like, I thought when I heard it, I'm like, oh, no, he fell, you know, coming down yeah. for a rebound. Yeah, maybe stepped on somebody's foot and his knee, like, you know, torqued one way. He took a bump from Triple J in the lane and just fell back. And then, yeah, grabbed his knee immediately and was like, ah. Uh, and I think he sort of, like, tried to play through it. But um, it just looked harmless. You know, in a weird way, it's like, oh, okay, the guy was try- almost like trying to take a charge or he took a big hit, uh, and that's it. But, you know, these knees, man, on this guy, it's tough. But every time he has come back, he, he turns right back into one of the league's best rim protectors. Um, this definitely changes the equation of maybe trading him, though, because there was a lot of talk yeah. about oh, that. Yeah. He comes over, you know, Time Lord does to Portland in that Drew Holiday trade. Um, so, yeah, what effect does that have on all of it? Will he just be there for the season? Probably. Um, but yeah, it sucks. It sucks. He is uh, one of the best defenders in the league when healthy, but he just can't stay healthy with these damn knees. Yeah, and I think he was going to be one of the bigger trade targets. I think so. Uh, come trade deadline time. So now if you're looking at bigs, it's maybe like maybe Clint Capella. He's got this year and next year left on his deal with the Hawks, but they're playing pretty well to start the season. And he's a big part of their team. Miles Turner signed the big <laughs> extension We're with not the doing Pacers, <laughs> but he's always going to be in the mix. He hasn't had a great start uh, so far this year. And then I guess Valanchunas and Olenek are probably yeah. in the mix as well, but not quite the impact player that Robert Williams can be. No. All right. Next headline here, sports business journal. Diamond Sports reaches deal with the NBA. Let me explain this. So Diamond Sports Group reached a one season deal with the NBA that essentially guarantees that uh, Bali Sports, RSNs, regional sports networks, will continue to carry NBA games through the end of this season. Is this news, my good man? Well, I guess it's good that they're going to keep streaming the games they said they were going to say, or they were going to stream. And also good news that the deal runs out at the end of this season. Diamond Sports Group, Sinclair, Bali Sports, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think it's good that the NBA is getting out of business with them because Bally Sports, 
the worst quality. Yes. For sure. It looks so bad. Yeah. Um, they deal with 15 teams in the NBA, and it feels like you can tell which ones they are when you're watching on League Pass. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't really have a huge take on this, except for that I think local blackouts should go away on League Pass. I yeah. agree. And maybe with, that'll happen. Maybe that will happen. Yeah, you, you bring up the broadcast themselves. You're right. It's always got this sort of weird color balance to it. It's sort of grainy, in com- grainy. In compared to a lot of the other ones. The, the, the sound is also not great. It's pretty awful. So, yeah, um, it, I guess it's good these games will at least continue through the season because, like, there's some bankruptcy issues going on with the Diamond Sports Group. Um but I'm with you, man. I hope that once these are done, the NBA's got to get these regional sports rights back, you know, from from Diamond at the end of the season. They should fold them into League Pass. And if they even want to, if it's an absolute must, I don't think they should, but if it is a must, charge a small, small fee, extra fee, I, I would call it, for those that want to watch local games to at least make it profitable for them. Now, I don't even think you should. It should be in your League Pass cost and all of that but the idea that people get league pass and then can't watch their local team is the most insane thing it's turning us it's, to a life of crime skates yeah, right vpns that's right <laughs> yeah you gotta go check out crack streams <laughs> right it, it's so <laughs> silly your local teams it, it is so silly but yeah i mean i know people with the uh, bali sports app trying to uh to watch these games it's All brutal. I see on it's Twitter brutal. is like, yeah, this thing yeah, yeah. sucks. <laughs> yes. It never works. I can't get it to load. So everybody's going to be happy when this is done. But yeah, there's there's 15 local broadcasts. You know, the Mavs, the Clips, the Cavs, the Spurs, among many others in here. Hawks, of course. Yeah, the Hawks, right. I wonder how many teams will follow the model that the Suns and Jazz are doing. Wow. They're taking – their deals ran out at the end of last season, so they have their own rights, and they're just putting them on TV. They're saying we're not making money off of this, but – more people are going to see our team, right? which is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, how many will follow suit there or can do that or want to do that? So, uh, yeah, I guess it's it's at least good that um, they they have come to a deal to just at least have, make sure games are on uh, on the network here yep. or on, on their uh, app when it works. All right, final one here. The Athletic. Great website. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Get yourself a subscription. Steve Kerr intends to step down as Team USA coach after the Paris Olympics in 2024. Is this news? I guess this is news because it tells us this is now part of the Team USA cycle. You get the coach, you lose the World Cup, then you get the best (laughs) players, then you win the Olympics, and then you move on and start the whole thing over again. Right, right. So congratulations to Team USA on the gold medal in 2024. Uh, I can't imagine any team would possibly challenge them, certainly not from their own continent. And congratulations to Eric Spolstra, who I think should be the next guy. Uh, You're probably right. Yeah, Kerr said, quote, to me, this is a two-year cycle, okay? Pop coach at the World Cup and the Olympics. Now it's my turn to pass the baton. Uh, I think that's kind of how it should be. And then he notes here, frankly, it's a huge commitment, too. Um, so currently serving on Kerr's bench, Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat, uh, Ty Lu of the Clippers, and Gonzaga coach Mark Few is there as well. So I'm with you. If Spo wants it, it'll be Spo's job. That makes sense. Uh, the next cycle for international basketball following the 2024 Olympics start basically in 27, right, uh, with the World Cup and then followed by the Olympics in L.A., in 2028. So, you know, it's still a commitment, but maybe less travel if you're the American coach and you're coaching Team USA in L.A. Well, Brown will be 44 then. 
<laughs> or nearing 44, Jeez. I suppose. <laughs> Maybe he'll coach. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like you said it, everybody, all the stars want to come play and, and uh, redeem yeah. the team that got fourth in the World Cup and win a gold medal here in 24 over in Paris. Um, I did uh, have a larf in Joe Varden's article, though. I didn't know that Team USA was uh, rolling out an excuse for their fourth place finish in the World Cup. Quote, a nasty illness swept through the team on the final weekend in Manila, knocking out Brandon Ingram against Germany and three players out against Canada. It's absolutely true. Wow. Factually true. Wow. We're making excuses now for losing to Canada. That's new to me. No, I, I didn't mean, see they, that at the time. Nobody cared about the Canada game. Interesting. You know, that was a, well, yeah. That was a game for third place. That's a... A, 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 can, a country like Canada would be happy with third place. So mm. Team USA did not care. This is more about losing uh, the previous game. To, to Germany yeah, there. Right. Yeah, no Ingram there. Uh, so, yes, yeah, Steve Kerr. Uh, in theory, this will be his last uh, head coaching job at the international level in Paris. I think it was a much bigger commitment for Mike Krzyzewski. He coached for yeah, a long time. Longer. And there was a lot more pre-stuff. You know, remember yeah. this year they came in, they're like, we didn't even have tryouts. We just picked the guys. Yeah, that's a good point. That wasn't how it was prior to... Uh, Popovich prior to Kerr. I mean, Popovich had tryouts, so I don't know. Um, I wonder how Eric Spolstrow will do it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, got to take a first break. When we come back, oh, baby, we're going to hit the beach. Get ready for the greatest intro song in sports podcasting. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. All right, do us a favor, hit that like button if you're joining us live right now on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, share the show, leave your boys a five-star rating and review wherever you download and listen to us. We really appreciate it. Okay, let's hit the beach. You got the buzz, I got the rockets. You got the nuts, I got the chocolates. We got that chit chat down pat, blah, blah, blah. You got that certain special Genesis Let's go to the beach, baby. I can give you a Stepping. What a banger. <laughs> yes, yes, love yes, it. yes. We love it. Yes, that's right. My chocolate nuts. <laughs> uh, all right, Beach Stepping. That's where we go to read your emails and tweets and your YouTube comments. All your questions uh, about the NBA. Sometimes they're not. A lot of fun here. So, uh, first one, it is NBA related for sure. Who is getting the next 5x5 five five in an NBA game? I'd bet on Scotty Barnes or Asar Thompson. Uh, rookie there for the Pistons. But are there dark horses? I'm missing. Wemby blocks so much. Maybe him. That is from Ken in Denver. Ken in Denver knows that we here at No Dunks are 5x5 five five sickos. <laughs> we love it. It doesn't happen often. Last time it happened in the NBA, 2019. 
Yusuf Nurkic yeah. was the guy <laughs> yeah. to give us a 5 by 5 For those that don't know, 5 by 5 player registers at least 5 points, 5 boards, 5 steals, 5 blocks, and 5 assists. I don't know why I put it in that order. <laughs> points, rebounds, assists, and then steals, blocks is yeah, usually the order yeah. you go. So you got to get 5 in every category in the box score. Um, but yeah, who do you... Uh, who do you think is our best chance at getting one this season? You agree with Ken's picks? Where are you going? I mean, Scotty Barnes, Asar Thompson, Wemby, all solid choices. Yeah. But you got to have some dark horses because nobody would have ever picked Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> nobody would have ever picked Jamal Tinsley oh, to do this. It's Jesus. like random dudes just have a crazy game. So here's my number one dark horse for this, Jalen Suggs. <laughs> <laughs> Literally shrugged at Jalen Suggs. Jalen Shrugs. I don't yeah. know. He's a committed defender. Just got to sure. get five points. That's easy. Five sure. steals, I think. Easier than five blocks, but who knows? He just has a hot night tipping it from behind. Maybe he gets credit for a low strip that turns yeah. into a block. Suddenly you get a five by five. <laughs> yeah. Jalen Suggs. I, I, I Honestly, I don't mind it. Um, I, I did some research on this. We've only had four 5 by 5s in the last decade. Mm. Nurkic, 2019. Anthony Davis in 2018. Draymond Green in 2015. And then uh, Nick Batum for Portland back in 2013, okay. so okay. 10 years ago. The only players with multiple 5 by 5s Andre Kirilenko. He had three in his career. And Hakeem Olajuwon had six. So I did look at the last... Season and this season, who are guys that have flirted with the 5x5 five five? again over basically the last two seasons? I wanted them to be good in the points, the rebounds, and the assists category. So we put that into stat head. And then I went with three plus in the defensive categories. Here's the list of names. We've had three this season. Scotty Barnes. Yep. Had a very good game recently, a couple days ago, where he had three steals and three blocks and then everything else. Uh, Desmond Bain, 33-8-7, three blocks and four steals. All right? And then Evan Mobley, 14-10, five assists, four blocks, three steals. I think Mobley is a nice nice pick here. Yeah. Uh, and then last year, I won't go through all the stats, but most guys had three and three or three and four in the defensive categories. LaMelo Ball, Chris Tapps Porzingis, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Steven Adams, Mikhail Bridges, Ben Simmons, and Shea Gildas Alexander. Okay. So that's the that's the guys that have uh, flirted with it. If if you consider flirting at least three and three in the defensive categories and five plus in the other ones, which I do. That's a flirt. That's a flirt. So I think you know a lot of those names. You could you could see why uh, it could happen on any given night. You're right. You got to get like um, you need a play where you get like two or three blocks like right away. One of those yeah, exactly. like weird ones where you're just like rack it up in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I think that helps your chances. I also checked. The only guy to have five blocks and five steals in the same game over the last five seasons was Anthony Davis. He didn't get the five by five. He was short in assists. He had 37 points, 21 boards, five blocks, five steals, two assists, November 2022 okay. with the Lakers. So, I mean, AD is a great selection Definitely here. In the mix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jalen sucks, though. I love his the wild card. Yeah, sure. It's going to be not? a wild card guy. I um, hope he does it. It'd <laughs> be amazing. We asked we early. Clip it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we will. If Jalen Suggs comes through with a five by five at any point in his career, I'm digging up this show. November eighth, committed to memory. But uh, we asked earlier this week. We were talking after Asar Thompson had his huge game: fourteen points, nine rebounds, four, four and four for assists, steals, and blocks. We right. compared that to somebody who would have five or more in four of the categories, but then only two right. in whatever the remaining category, whether it be steals or blocks, which is closer. 
about 70% of people say 444 at the end is uh, closer than just one. That's how I voted. Well, I voted the opposite side. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that really just sums up uh, us as people, doesn't it? That totally And does. how we look at life. Yeah. All right, great question there, Ken. All right, next one. Hey, Dunkaroons, with the new in-season tournament uh, and Ocean's Eleven crossover and Trey's recent letterboxed ratings of games, uh, this got me thinking about the film and basketball industries. If players are the movie stars, does that make the coaches the directors? <laughs> if so... Who's who when comparing Hollywood's best with the NBA's masterminds? Uh, P.S. Trey, please drop the letterboxed handle. Uh, and this is from Rob. I've got some other notes from Rob's, but uh, you are on Letterboxd. I'm on Letterboxd. Do you, and you update it frequently? No. Oh. No, no, I'm a rare updater. For me, I'm not writing reviews. I'm rating movies, and I love the watch list feature so I can actually remember oh. what I want to watch. But okay. if you want to find me, it's my name. It's just like everything else. What's the last movie you think you rated on Letterboxd? Uh, last movie I rated was Taylor Swift's Miss Americana documentary. We <laughs> watched it this weekend with the girls. Three and a half stars. Out of five or is it a four? Out of five. Okay, it's yeah. out of five. Okay. Yeah. So it was okay. It was good. It was good. It was yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Were um, you dancing in the aisles? <laughs> it was at home. Oh, I thought you meant the one. Uh, didn't you go see Taylor Swift in, in a yes, movie yeah, theater? Yeah, yeah. And that's I, like I think concert. I rated that one four. Oh. Four stars. <laughs> Definitely better. Oh, that's a concert that. film. Oh, uh, but, these are two uh, different things. I didn't even realize. Yeah, then I found out uh, she's already got another concert film on Netflix for the Reputation Tour. So I'll watch that with the girls Jeez. later this week. Uh, concert film that I would rate five stars. Stop making sense. Talking Heads. All-time classic. Oh, okay. okay. All-time classic. All right, well, uh, at Trey Kirby then, basically on, Kirby, on Letterboxd. Yeah. Okay, there you go, Rob. Uh, some Rob notes with this. And JD, I mean, you are, uh, you're a movie buff, so chime in with this, uh, you know, answering this question. But sure. Rob notes, okay, Coach Pop comes to mind. My comp would be uh, Martin Scorsese, a highly celebrated and accomplished, somewhat crotchety old man who's been directing or coaching for a long time. Some think he should retire, but he seems to find new stars to work with, keeps revitalizing his career. And remains one of the best. Okay. And then uh, other directors to consider. Michael Bay. Flashy, but not always, uh, you know, a lot a lot of, um, what's the word? Substance? That's right. To maybe some of his <laughs> flicks. Is there a Michael Bay uh, coach? I mean, I'm putting you on the spot here. Okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> I didn't consider a Michael Bay. Uh, Greta Gerwig, a newish comer who is shaking up the industry. Okay. Jordan Peele orchestrates thrillers and has established himself as an exciting leader of the industry by uh, subverting expected genres. So anyway, those are some directors to consider. Any uh, answers to this? Pop Scorsese, I love it. Uh, yeah, that one. No. That makes sense. Yeah, no. I think that's a good one. No. No? No. Why? It's Pops is Spielberg. Solid all the way through his career. Okay. Scorsese is all over the place, Okay, man. okay. He's okay. okay. slightly okay. overrated, you know? But... You give Spielberg a script, he's you're going to enjoy the movie. It's just solid. That it, no nonsense, you know, like solid as pounding a rock. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you're in good hands with your in when you're with pops, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like okay. if I'm going to make a movie, if I have a script, I want Spielberg to make it. Period. Like okay. if if, you, if that's your first choice. Pops is my first choice. Doesn't matter how old he is. I heard you on the recent or one of the recent "Is This Goods going nuts about uh, I, I'm Martin annoyed. Scorsese being upset with uh, I guess European um, theaters. Uh, they wanted to put in an intermission, yeah. in his new in movie, his... which is like three and a half hours long, yeah. if not longer. Yeah, three and a half hours long. Um, 
and he says he's pissed off about that says stop that that's right yeah <laughs> i want that. it to be seen as it was intended yeah. with a full bladder in the last <laughs> half of the i movie. want you to piss yeah. in your seat in that movie yeah. theater yeah. i ha- i have a greta a greta gerwig okay i think it's actually steve kerr because greta gerwig very accomplished journeyman actor right mm-hmm. and then she switched to director and had immediate success Oh wow! Her first, that's, that's her, okay. her first film was uh, Lady Bird. It got nominated for like eight Golden Globes out the gate. Like there was her first solo directorial debut. Yeah. I mean, she had co-directed something else before, but I, that sort of occurred to me. Like that's great. Yeah. So, okay, Jerome here chiming in on Slack. There we go. Doc Rivers is Michael Bay. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> that's, that's pretty that's damn bad. good. And then Brad Stevens is J.J. Abrams. Set the tone left the role, may need to come back to try and bring it all the way. Not too bad. Okay. Uh, do you have any? Uh, yeah. I mean, I had a Greta. I had a Steve Kerr, but I'll give you some other ones. I think Jason Kidd is M. Night Shyamalan, and Eric Spolstra is David Fincher. There's oh, always a twist in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. There's always a twist in a David Fincher movie. Both of these teams, the Mavs and the Heat, they always play clutch games, so you know something interesting is going to happen at the end. But David Fincher and Eric Spolster are actually good. Yeah. Not I, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not I, M. Night. <laughs> Give me Fincher over M. Night. Okay. I had a Fincher as well. <laughs> oh, you got a Fincher over there. <laughs> yeah, I got a Fincher. Okay. It's, he's not a current coach, but Stan Van Gundy. Mm. Because David Fincher and Jake Gyllenhaal had a little bit of a falling out when they were making uh, Zodiac. Mm. Like Fincher's a guy who likes to take sometimes like fifty or a hundred takes. Yeah. Oh, Jill and Hall is like, what? Are, what are you? What are you doing, man? <laughs> you know. And then Fincher just kind of threw him under the bus. You know, it's like this guy who was a kid actor. He's not an artist. He doesn't know. Oh. This reminds me of Stan Van Gundy and Dwight, Dwight Howard, Howard back oh, in the not day. Bad. The awkward Diet Pepsi yeah. Uh, conference. Yeah, the Diet yeah. Pepsi conference. Interesting. Anyways, it's a specific thing, but you know. Uh, there's some similarities. There's there. something there. Uh, another one from Jerome. He's on fire here. Mike Malone uh, is uh, Sofia Coppola. I think the family tree. Okay. Being okay. Maybe okay. Sure. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and talented and and having success. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Checks out. I want to see Priscilla. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, anyone had, else? Yeah. I had George Carl. <laughs> you, you went with a bunch of guys that aren't even coaching. Well, I had I to it. Google stuff. I don't know coaches. Okay. <laughs> George Car- Carl is David O'Russell. He fights with everybody. Oh, he definitely he does. He fights with, with his whole cast. Yeah, like he does. they hate him. <laughs> I think he came to blows with, uh, almost to blows with George Clooney. Really? Was oh, that I Heart Huckabees? I remember uh, when that was a big deal. Well, Lily oh. Tomlin went at him. They yeah, couldn't yeah, stand yeah. him. But uh, it was Three Kings that, uh, oh, that uh, three Clooney. Kings good. Good movie. He's a good director. And I think George Carl's a pretty good uh, coach, too, right? He was, I mean, uh, I mean yeah, he's won a, I mean, won a ton of games. Obviously, came up short a couple times, yeah. but. And he does get into it, or he's got a lot of opinions. Yeah. He doesn't hold back. That's for sure. Uh, be it current players, or now that he's obviously not coaching anymore, calling out uh, other guys. Yeah. yeah. And I got one last Jeez, deep. you're on fire here, A man. deep cut. This is a deep cut, and then, Trey, you may have to fact check me here. <laughs> Tim Floyd. <laughs> oh, let's go, baby. Okay. Former, former Bulls coach. <laughs> former Bulls and, uh, coach. He was a college coach that had success. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. he came in right after Phil Jackson, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are big shoes to fill. Absolutely. Huge. So Tim Floyd, Joss Whedon, came in after Zack Snyder left Justice League. 
Oh, laid a giant turd. Like, <laughs> awful. I mean, he, he didn't have much to work with, though, right? Yeah. Which, same thing, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. a Justice League. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah. And it had to be four hours, as it turned out. <laughs> For That was Zack Snyder's vi- vision. Joss Whedon is like, nah. We're going to Buffy the Vampire Slayer this. And just, like, just crank it out and... And it was not good. He so was put, not put in a difficult position. Put in a difficult position. But didn't position live up and, to any sort of expectations. Exactly right. And, exactly. Know, get the hell out of the way, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, that's good. That's I don't mind it. Man, you just knocked this out of the park, man. I was like every NBA coach. <laughs> Most directors. <laughs> fantastic. I'm glad we did that one. Uh, well done, guys. All right, next one here. Hey, mates. Uh, just a question cooked up down under as it reaches 40 degrees uh, Celsius. 100 for you lads. Well, 100 for our guy TK. We're team Celsius over here, baby. 100%. Even though we live in the States. It's hot, okay? It's hot in Australia. Uh, over the last few seasons, the Warriors have seemingly done a large heel turn from the most liked team in the league to one of the most hated. Is this the biggest heel turn for a team the NBA has ever had? Does anyone else top them? The NBA did you dirty by not sending an in-season tournament pack to you. That's from JC. I brought that up the other day. I saw another one. Somebody was unboxing. Who the hell was it? Ah, oh, someone. One of our friends in the media. They got a box, an in-season tournament. There's some. There's some Hennessy. There's a little shot glass. There's some nice glasses. It's got a beautiful box. Yeah, nice like glasses, uh, like sort of rock tumbler. Oh, okay. Um, it's awesome looking. And we didn't, I mean, unless it's sitting in our P.O. box office, which we haven't checked in a while. That's a good point. We didn't get one. So what the hell? Anyway, um, (laughs) biggest heel turn. You got a, you got one or is this, is it the Warriors? I mean, the Warriors is pretty good. They were the darlings, but. Yeah, yeah, they were the darlings. I mean, they were the darlings when they won their first championship. And if you stretch back to the We Believe Warriors, like that was everybody getting fired up. Not to mention they were like decades long losers for a long time. And then they've been on top of the game for you know, basically 10 years. 2016, well, obviously the turning point. They won 73. Then they lost with Draymond and LeBron getting into it with the, the nut slap. And then, of course, Kevin Durant joined the team. Yeah. So that's a huge one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you consider the Heat when they got LeBron a heel turn or if that's just the LeBron heel turn where he started wearing, like, fanged mouth guards. Remember that? <laughs> fangs really. his first season with the Heat. That was crazy. Uh, but basically, the second season came, he's like, that's not me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like being He was trying guy. to be like a bad guy. Yeah, 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 it wasn't working. The only other one I could really think of, the Memphis Grizzlies. When John ja Morant was ascendant, he was very fun to watch. People liked when they were talking trash. But then, in the middle of last season, even before the suspensions and stuff with Ja, People were loving to dunk on the Grizzlies when they were doing their walking oh, yeah. down the hall stuff. Dylan Brooks was a big part of it back then. Uh, basically, people just thought they were a little bit too big for their britches, having not yet accomplished anything outside of regular season success. It's a, that's a great call, a recent call at least, yeah. from a team that everybody was like really in on, and then everybody was like, Ugh. yeah, you haven't done anything yet. Okay, so what? You won some regular season games. Why are you acting like uh, you're, you know, you're, mm-hmm. the, you're the shit? But uh, I think the Warriors is the best like immediate turn. Because it's like, yeah, you know, they win 73 games, <laughs> and then they, they bring on Kevin Durant. And yeah, people yeah. already have an opinion <laughs> yeah. about him and him joining up with them, and they're like, okay, now they're the villains. And then you need your villain to be amazing, and they were. And he was winning finals MVPs, and they're winning titles. So I think that, that helps out the narrative here. But uh, those are good, good uh, calls there. Final one. Gadeo. <laughs> yeah, we're taking a Gadeo and an Ao. Never heard that before. And jamming them together. <laughs> Uh, Australia coming through with the questions here. Uh, Gadeo, <laughs> I had the day off 
from work yesterday, and I finally, I finally got around to watching the movie Air. The part where they are creating the Jordan 1 and discussing the NBA's shoe policy of the time, where all shoes had to be at least 51% white, got me thinking about some other silly NBA rules that are still enforced. Personally, I'd love to see the NBA adopt the international rules when it comes to rebounding the ball off the rim. Yeah, preach. Great one. Uh, what silly NBA rules would you guys like to see changed or removed? That's from Hurley in Melbourne, Australia. I hate when somebody gets a technical foul for hanging on the rim after a dunk. Oh, yeah. It's happened a lot, I think, at the beginning of this season. Perhaps it was a point of emphasis that we didn't really know about, but a lot of times guys do it for safety. That's totally fine. A lot of guy- times guys do it to celebrate, and it's even better. Uh, yeah. So that to me is like you threw down a big dunk. Let it out a little bit. What? Yeah. So, yeah, why give that a tech? Yeah. It's just like unsportsmanlike. Mm-hmm. That you're you're showing taunting. up the other team yeah, taunting. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so dumb though. And you and you're right. Sometimes these guys are just hanging up there because of their momentum. And they don't want to let go. Otherwise, they'd flip and fall on their back, or they're in traffic and they don't want to drop under under feet and legs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And some and the refs will like they decide right. Like, oh, was he doing that for safety or was he doing that because he wants to be a, a Kenyon Martin about it Tough. and maybe slap a backboard or two? But I'm with you. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like why why can Steph Curry go? Uh, night, night. Good night, night to you, babies. I just kicked your ass, and we're all like, "Amazing, that's great." Good Which night, it is. Night to Don't you get babies. me wrong; I love it. But a guy hanging on the rim because he threw down a huge dunk, like, oh, that's too far. Yeah. And if anything, he's actually just putting his own team at a disadvantage. Inbound the ball and go. You guys go. just still yeah. hanging there. That's the disadvantage right there. With you, that one is ridiculous. Yeah, man, Kenyon Martin, the all-time great backboard slapper. These days, we have gentle slaps. They throw it down and just. Yeah. Little little gentle touch. You see LeBron do it every now and then. Yeah, cool. he does. Uh, any other silly rules? Uh, replay. Yeah, replay silly. <laughs> it ruins most games. Uh, yeah, we need to get rid of... I would like to take away some timeouts. Yep, some challenges and replays and all that. I could do with about half of those. Joel was talking on no bunts. We were talking about the automated uh, strike zone mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. coming to MLB. I guess they're doing it down in the in the minor leagues. Now, there's one where they just like... Basically, the computer calls balls and strikes, and it's relayed to the ump, and that's it. But then there's this other system that they're debating where the batter, the catcher, and the pitcher will have challenges that you immediately have to sort of trigger. And then I guess almost like tennis where they go to like the Hawkeye and see if the ball hit the line or not, it'll like happen right away. But I'm like, do not do this. Do not go down this slippery slope because... It slows things down, man. It's not fun, and then I, I, I honestly hate it. I, I like st- this so many like let's go to review, and it's like happening all the time. And I only think it should be in the final minute or two minutes or whatever. That's it, personal opinion. But uh, yeah, too many replays. Too many replays. I feel vindicated. I was against the second challenge coming this year. Yeah. I was just gonna slow things down, and it absolutely slows it things down and gives coaches another timeout. Like yeah. that Steph Curry game winner. What a bummer. You know, he hits the floater against uh, OKC. They go to replay forever. It's a confusing replay, and it doesn't change anything except for it makes us wait to actually know what happened. Yeah. It could have just been a great moment. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's just like – and, like, not even, like, the idea of, like, okay, let's go replay it, so that's going to take two minutes. And you're like, okay, why are you guys complaining about two more minutes to a two-and-a-half-hour broadcast? You know what it does, though? It just, like, ruins the flow of a game at times. That's my number one complaint. It's like, oh, this is going here. There's some movement here. This is a flow to this game. It's getting exciting. And then, oh, 
oh, was that a charge or was that a block? Oh, let's go take a look at it. It's like, seriously? <laughs> like, n- no one cares that much. I'm sorry. Unless it's in a pivotal part of the game, then I, okay, I, I don't mind a team having a challenge. That's it. But, yeah, that's a good one. Come on, tighten it up. Come on, Silver, take some responsibility for that. <laughs> people yeah. like uh, accuracy, you know? Too much. Like the vagueness. Too much. That's why people are afraid to do live uh, live podcasts like That's we so do. That's so true. That's so You're true. You're afraid of it. So what? I'm going to fuck up a name. I'm going to fuck <laughs> up a stat. Who cares? Move on. You know? Totally. You don't need to tighten it all up. My favorite is when I listen to podcasts where like they say, like, okay, uh, and the movie uh, Hair. Oh, damn, Air. Okay, I'm going to pick it up here in three, two, one. All right, watching the movie Air. And then you're like, whoop, you forgot to edit that part out. I get so excited when I hear that. <laughs> That's great. I love, when, uh, I love when the edited part gets looped more than once. Like, Wait a second. <laughs> uh, that happens a Excuse lot. Me? It does. It does. Yeah, it sneaks through. And that's why I just do it live. Yeah. Come on. No, it's not the end of the world. You mess up a line. You stutter <laughs> over a line. It happens to us all the time. Just put the work in. You get better at it. That's true. <laughs> okay. Easy for us to say. We did a live TV yes, show yes, for indeed. six yes, years. Easy for us to say. Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, and now at this point. Yeah. You know. I mean, honestly, it's just like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Yeah. It's like, it happens when you're talking to your friends at the bar about the mm-hmm. game. You're going to screw up a name or a player or a stat or like, and you just roll with it. You yeah. move on with it. Um, anyway, <laughs> what a weird little tangent there. That's what also happens. That's the beauty of it. Let yourself go on the tangents. Take a path that you don't think you're going to go down. And then come back. We always do. <laughs> always. We always do. Uh, great questions. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Email them in. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Let us, uh, let us know in the YouTube comments. Uh, love that stuff. Love hitting the beach, especially with that new intro. Uh, one more break, and when we come back, uh, we're back to the movies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. With uh, Tweet in the Night. Don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house. And I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. 
It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, let's start wrapping up today's podcast, and we do that with a little Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, Tweet of the Night. Uh, JD, don't bring up the actual Tweet of the Night quite yet, because I saw another one uh, that I think plays into the actual Tweet of the Night quite nicely. I saw Alex Wong, at Steven underscore LeBron, tweeted last night, No NBA games tonight? perfect time to catch up on absolutely nothing <laughs> what'd you do with your night off skeets you watch anything oh uh, no i did some prep work for uh, no bunts okay uh, see you have to do that when you do a live show you gotta uh, you do gotta it be ready. Maybe uh, you know got ready for this one obviously a little bit i did get in some winter house okay uh, that okay. piece of shit show i had to watch that uh, that's uh just something i like to do with my wife Otherwise, went to bed early. I was up very early the day before. Uh, we had our sister-in-law, Lori, was in town, and she left at five in the morning to catch a flight to Nashville. What do you do? What do you do as a guest when somebody's getting up at that early to catch a flight? I like to see them out. I like to get up, say, you know, give them a hug, make mm-hmm. sure they get their uh, luggage in the car. I would, I would have normally given her a ride to the airport, but I feel like that's <laughs> that's a little much at, at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah. But I got up, and then I was up, so uh, I was up early. Anyway, my point is I went to bed pretty early last night. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, we watched episode one, season two, The Gilded Age. Whoa. Oh, wow. Okay. No spoilers, please. Yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> furtive glances, baby. Oh, it's nice. God, I love that show. Yeah. Hey, hey, but answer the question. What do, you, what do you do? You got a guest staying over. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I got an early flight. I'm going to be leaving at 5.15 in the morning. Hugs uh, and I'm going to be taking an Uber at 5.15 in the morning. Hugs and kisses the night before. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. I'll, I'll set the coffee for you. And then, and what, uh, so I guess you may not turn on the house alarm. Just, oh, yeah. you know, just keep it. Yeah. Just, 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 uh, yeah. You have a dog. The just close alarm. the door. No, it's I know. Fine. I mean, I, I, okay. So, wow, you're not getting up. I mean, nah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, it's tough, it's right? It's Nora's sister. So, <laughs> you don't think that. I have to? You don't have to. Yeah, Nora. Nora, Nora got Nora. Up. Yeah. yeah, of course. Okay. And you, how do you feel about this? What would you do, or what have you done? I, w- I would set the coffee and oh, say good night nice. the night before. Okay, especially so you... especially if it was uh, more so Nora's guest. <laughs> when, 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 Laura, when Laura's parents left, I gave them the hug the night before. Great to see y'all. Have a safe drive tomorrow morning. Uh, so then you didn't see them in the morning. <laughs> no, that's right. That's okay. right. Okay. I did regret not seeing Jan. I'll be honest with you. Oh, well, see, hmm. it is, I mean, it's a nice feeling like for the sleeping. person leaving their house yeah, though, yeah. too. Yeah. Though then there's like, oh, you didn't have to get up. And you're like, ah, I'm getting up anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. The problem okay. is like you're sort of like, you know, you got to brush your teeth. You don't want to be like breathing morning breath in their face, yeah. and, you know. Well, then it's like Nora went back to bed. Yeah, but I, you, you stayed up. I stayed up. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I probably, but I, I like to have that coffee almost like instantaneously mm-hmm. when I get up to. So once that's, first things you first. know, cranking through my yep. cyst, uh, you know, I'm up. <laughs> I'm up, baby. Okay, anyway, we got a tweet of the night here. Yeah, here's the real tweet of the night. Comes to us from Amir Blumenfeld. 
<laughs> who tweeted, what's the best movie you've never seen? <laughs> You'll see a lot of what's the best movie you've ever seen, but he throws an end in there. What's the best movie you've never seen? You got a good one, Skeets. Well, yeah, I would just like to say, I think Amir Blumenfeld right now with Jake and Amir, they're doing a weird Twitter bit. Okay. Like an X bit. Something about like tweeting things out to see if they can get engagement. Yes. Engagement. So I think that's engagement maybe farming. what's happening here. I know he's done it before. I, I assume this tweet also falls in that category. But it's a great question. Yeah. Um. So the best movie I've never seen. There are some classics. Oh, so many that classics. I haven't seen. Citizen Kane. Same. From the forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casablanca from yep. the forties. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia from the sixties. I told you guys the other day. Now I know I don't think it's on the same level as those. I've never seen a Christmas story. That's a good one. That's a good one. I've never seen it. For a guy who loves traditional television, it's just crazy to me. That's a weird one. But I have two really good ones, I think, that I think are really good movies that that, that are actually about things that I generally like that I haven't seen. The Sting from 1973. Mm -hmm. Two grifters team up to pull (laughs) off the ultimate con. That is right in my wheelhouse. You love grifting. How have I never watched this? I think it won a bunch of Academy Awards. Oh, I think. Was that Steve McQueen? No, it's Paul Newman, I think. Yeah, okay, Paul Newman, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, it's Robert Redford for sure. Yeah. Is Paul Newman in it? I think he is. Paul Newman both in it. Bob Redford, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Great theme song, too. I don't know if it holds up. I haven't seen oh, it since. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Basically. Okay, so I, I loved it as a kid. Like it was. Yeah, I'm watching it. I'm yeah. watching it. Okay, people are saying the sting is good. Yeah, uh, okay. And I got one more. Mm-hmm. L.A. Confidential. Oh, it's great. From, Russell Crowe from uh, 1997. It's got yeah. a lot of big uh, names. Not Bill, uh, Guy Pierce. Yeah, oh, Guy, Guy Pierce. That's right. Yeah. Uh, as corruption grows in the 50s in Los Angeles, three policemen: one straight laced, one brutal, one sleazy investigate a series of murders with their own brand of justice. Yeah, this is yeah. good. That's a good movie. It's, uh, it's gritty. Yeah. Uh, who directed that? I can't remember. Uh, anyways. I don't know. It's good. You'll, you'll I think it was Mark it. Dagnault directed that one. Uh, <laughs> no, wait. Curtis yeah. Hansen. My bad. <laughs> Curtis <laughs> Hansen. Yeah. Uh, so the Sting in L.A. Confidential, if we remove like the, the, yeah, the, 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 the super classics, classics that are just old. Yeah, I haven't seen those either. And yeah. I never will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not turning on a movie that's 80 years old. I know. It's probably- I mean, you should. You nah. should. Why? Lawrence of Why? Arabia is leg- legit great. Nah. It's great. I mean, probably it is. It's but- like three hours long, though. But And they these movies have such a slow burn on them as well, right? That's the pacing sure. yeah. is different. different so yeah. you got to strap in for like, all right, put your phone away and just you got to sort of focus. Yeah. Okay. So the Sting and LA Confidential, uh, people seem to like these two picks. I've never seen these. All right. Yeah. You got uh, any good ones, JD? Yeah. Yeah, Little Monsters you guys were talking about before the show. I'm like, I've, I've barely even heard of it. And I'm like, okay. And you guys are like, well, this is freaky I mean, I, I don't think it's on the level of the sting in L.A. Confidential. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But Little sure. Monsters, yeah. I almost, that was going to be my answer in Rapid Fire last week. Scariest Monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember just being scared of that movie. I mean, it's about monsters under the bed. Yeah. But it's also sort of fun and funny. I remember it being a great movie, yeah. but I don't know if it holds okay. up. So I'll, I'll watch it's it. A, it's a weird movie. I know that. Okay. Uh, any other ones? Um, you know, just all the classics that I just never got around. Same now, as What you. about more recent? More recent? Uh, Nothing? I usually like to see a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you do. You do watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of movies. I mean, I pulled up like the top 100 movies of yeah, all time. Same. And I'm like, yep. I felt pretty good. I was like. I've seen a majority of these. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. some of these that I just pulled out, they were on that list. I'm like, oh, shit. One thing, for, I was like, wait, what? 
in the top 50 in on Rotten Tomatoes, Bride of Frankenstein, like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. It's like, really? I haven't, it's, I haven't seen that. That's number one on my list now. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, 1935. 35? I think so. Holy moly. Yeah. Charge it to the game. Uh, what about you? What do you got? I hadn't seen uh, Master and Commander. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> and then, like, it started getting a ton of buzz over the summer for some reason. Really? So, I, yeah, they're like, how come all dudes are watching Master and Commander right now? So, I was like, I'm a dude. I'll check it out. <laughs> Great dude movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I didn't, I was not expecting there to be so many scenes of them playing, like, violin and cello together. I know. <laughs> I had no idea that was coming. That's great. Uh, but the best movie I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen Die Hard all the way through. Whoa. Wow. Now that, okay, no. I mean, that's that's a good movie, and that's just a movie in pop culture that absolutely everybody knows about. Yeah. I've seen a lot of parts. I mean, it was yeah. on TV a lot. It came out, you know, I think it was like a 1988 movie, so yeah. I was four when it came out, so it would have been a little bit later uh, to where I'm only seeing the edited stuff on TV, but I'm going to watch it this year. Yeah. People say it's a great Christmas movie, even though it's not, um, oh, but maybe it is. I don't know. I guess How am I supposed you to You will know? ultimately decide. I'm going to watch it in December. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm curious right. yeah. to hear what you say. Yeah. I think it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, you're on record. You're on I record. am on record. I mean, well, I, we can debate it when it's... Yeah, let's wait. Tremendous, away. tremendous. All right. Um, Jerome chiming in here in Slack. I've never seen Goodfellas. Wow. Okay. These are some... Okay, uh, Jerome, just take the rest of the day off and watch Goodfellas, for God's sakes. I mean, I know I was slagging Scorsese before, but come on. (laughs) Not for that one. Not for that one. Not for that one. Not for that one. That's one of those, it's on TV, I'm watching it till the end. Commercials and all. Uh, When was this? A couple years ago. I I remember I had never seen any of the... Or I hadn't seen a lot of the Star Wars. Mm. And uh, I did the whole marathon (laughs) watch. Man, that was yeah. a lot of that was a lot. That was, was unnecessary. Episodes, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was a lot. But it, but it did feel good to be like all these references, okay. all these characters, I all the, the storylines. Okay, now I understand what people are talking about. Right. Uh still a lot of it was, you know, not for me. Yeah. Uh, especially the well, you know, not the original like four, five, six now in yeah. whatever the series, but the other ones. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Big J. Yeah. That <laughs> was so, why did I I was like, I think Nora was gone and I wasn't I was sick or something. It was a classic, like, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> we should have fast friends that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. You wanna what do you wanna what would be a series we could fast friends? Yeah, great question. Where we did all the Fast and Furious movies. Me for the first time. I mean, like... I think people said Jurassic Park. Like, I remember... I've seen for sure the first three, and then there was evidence that I watched one of the new ones because, like, it kept showing up, like, on our streaming. It was, like, watched. I was like, I never watched Jurassic World, or did I? Mm, uh, but right. I know I haven't watched, like, the sequels to the new one. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah, I could do that. Okay, we could do that. Yeah, That's, sure. That could be a summer series. We have uh, months to think about Harry it. Potter, I yeah, don't think we want to do that. I don't think do I've that. seen every all of them. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I bet I have. Nora, that's a Nora's a huge yeah. Harry Potter fan. I've, I've I've seen, I've seen a majority of every movie for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you want to you want to go Lord of the Rings with Matty O? He can't keep track of what happens in those movies. That would be good. It would be good for our <laughs> brand. <laughs> for the is this good brand? <laughs> that's right. Uh, what about Quentin Tarantino movies? Sure. <laughs> I haven't seen the what's the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In Hollywood? That's oh, most recent. Yeah. I haven't yeah, seen that it's one. Good. I like it. I liked it. I liked it. Okay. Uh, Home Alone. People are saying. How many of those are there? Three. Three. Four. Unless they did like a some direct to video ones. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, possible. Air Bud. Oh God. <laughs> See that dog play all the sports. 
<laughs> you think there'll be an Air Bud pickleball? Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> where? how would he hold the... Yeah, he could put it in his mouth. Yeah, but there's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play uh, pickleball. Damn right. That's right. You're damn right. Okay, let's call it there. We're just naming movies. This <laughs> what is, about uh, this movie? Yeah, what about this movie for sure? Uh, great question from Amir. I don't know. Was that just to get engagement? Because, man, it did. I saw it, and it got a lot more here on No Dunks. I'll, uh, I'll have to check in. Oh, Twilight, Jerome says. You want to do a Twilight series watch? I'd be up for that. I'd be, be up for that. Wait, Twilight? I mean, a shitty movie, a shitty series is the way to go for, That's a good for us watching them. Because then we just can rip on them, have fun. Yeah. I've, seen the, I've seen some of them. How many are there? I've seen yeah, some I think of them. it's four. Well, what about Hunger Games? There's a new <laughs> sure. one, right? Like yeah. a prequel that's out soon. I haven't seen all of them. I think I may only saw parts of the first That's one. That's a good point. I don't know if I've seen Are they all still of them. hungry? <laughs> no, they're starving out there. <laughs> starving. Yeah? yeah, absolutely. I, I've seen all of them and I've read the books. Are they. I haven't read those books. Like, I guess, are they funny? They're not funny, no. are they? Nah, they forget it. Yeah. Okay, Twilight. <laughs> Twilight's funny. Twilight, Twilight's Twilight would probably actually be perfect for it. Vampires yeah. that walk around in the day and sparkle Hell in yeah. the sunshine. Well, yes. yeah. yeah. Okay, it's on the list. Uh, guys, <laughs> thanks for joining us here. No NBA games last night. Again, doesn't matter when it comes to no dunks. Uh, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. We are back tomorrow. Tons of games on tonight. We got Survivor tonight. So we also have no buffs tomorrow afternoon if you are a Survivor fan. Seek that out on YouTube or your podcast. Uh, but we'll see you here at 10 a.m. Eastern from the Classic Factory. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember that No Dunks is the only basketball podcast with the guts to do it live. Embrace the uh, night. Damn it. Embrace the after. Duh. Fuck. Embrace. Um, take, take it again. Shit. Three, two, one. Embrace the day, people.